0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm Dr. John, and I am the fitness psychologist coming at you live from John Chestnut Park in Palm Harbor, Florida, overlooking Lake Tarpon. Absolutely beautiful day here in Florida. It's about 74 degrees, and it's our ideal fall weather here. Before we get started today, I just want to go over the usual housekeeping issue, which is if you're listening and something resonates with you, Please go online, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and leave us a five-star review, and that allows us to keep putting out the great content for you and uh, keeps this whole train rolling. Today, i got a special guest. He's a great friend of mine from high school, and he's been shooting some awesome photography for me all weekend here, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome my very good friend, one of my best friends ever, Tracy Gwinnup. Tracy, welcome. Hey, John. How are you doing? Tracy's been gracious, gracious enough to be a uh, guest here today. And Tracy's kind of in the contemplation stage when it comes to taking a step forward with his health. Um, he, he's battled some difficulties over the years, which I'll let him describe more. Um, but uh, he was gracious enough to kind of discuss things because I can always talk about the different solutions. But I think it's good for everybody to know that they're not alone and there are a lot of different unique challenges. That come into play and oftentimes like I've said in the purpose of the show is to talk about the mental barriers that really can impede us from reaching our goals, whether it's nutrition or fitness or both. And so Tracy's been kind enough to give us some insight into what he's battling now and uh, we're going to talk about a game plan for what's going to happen going forward. So Tracy, talk a little bit about the difficulties that you've been having um, over the years and... What you'd like to see happen from here. Sure, John.
1: Um, well, I've been, you know, overweight most of my life, um, most of my adult life. And, and, I mean, that's been a struggle with me, you know, off and on uh, throughout my whole life. And, and I, um, I've definitely had, you know, some, some weight gain over the years and then weight loss. And I've done pretty well with, like, eating and exercise at certain points in my life and then kind of falling off the wagon and, and not done as well. Um, and, I mean, that's something that, you know, I would like to be healthier uh, in general, just to, you know, be there for my daughter long term and, sure. uh my family and, and my wife and, you know, and, and, um, you know, just be, be around longer. You know, I want to be healthy gotcha. and have a long life and have a healthy life and, you know, not have to go through any kind of health complications based on, um, you know, my, my, uh, my, well, I mean, my, my health process, if you will. I mean, my daily process of, you know, uh, eating and exercise and activity and, you know, staying motivated. Um, Those
0: things have all been, you know, a bit of a struggle for me, you know, long-term. So, I mean, I'd like to change that. Well, we're off to a good start because, and I know it sounds cliche, but we always ask people, what is your why? And it sounds like you've established a pretty good why there, a very good why. You want to be around for your family. You want to stay healthy. There's still a lot of things that you want to do in this life. And so establishing that why is a you know that that is the key first step because if we don't have the right motivation in place um you know especially having that intrinsic motivation something that's really fulfilling then it's going to be very tough for us to get off the ground so talk to me a little bit more um about the psychological barriers if you will that have that have really gotten in the way cuz i mean like you said you you've tried to do things over the years you've had seen things kind of go back and forth you've you've had some success and then had things kind of regress on you what are the what what would you say are the psychological barriers because as i've said before on this show the we can have the perfect nutrition plan in place and we have the perfect exercise plan in place and all these things work but it, it, without the right kind of mindset it's difficult to keep compliant with these types of plans what would you say have been the the greatest barriers for you up to this point?
1: Well, I mean, I was raised in an environment where, you know, food came easily. Um, there was plenty of good food to be had. And, you know, um, and I would never blame anybody for my eating habits per se. But um, I, you know, I grew up in a, in a place where if I was stressed out or I had some kind of issue where I, I needed comfort in some way, um, you know, it was suggested to me that, you know, food was, was an option of, of helping me. Yeah, i sure. um, like, Oh, you're, you're not feeling well here. Here's some food, you know? And, and I, and I don't blame that on, you know, my parents or my, my grandparents or anything like that, but my grandmother was a great cook and, you know, my mom's been a good cook and, you know, my wife is a good cook and, you know, that, that certainly does lend itself to, Oh yeah, there's great food to be had all around. Um, but, but honestly, I put the onus on myself in that, um, you know, I, I often am, am a stress eater, and, and I, and I eat for comfort and, you know, I eat for enjoyment and, and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people do eat for enjoyment, but, um, you know, we wouldn't have a restaurant industry if we didn't. Right. And I, I think I, I've, you know, I, I somewhat eat to excess on occasion and, you know, that's been, that's been a struggle and, you know, I don't always eat the right foods. I, I, I love food of all kinds. Like I love vegetables. I love proteins. I love, you know, the stuff that's good for you. Um, but I like all the stuff that's bad for you too. So, sure. <laughs> you know, and, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just been my go-to. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily addicted to food, but it's a possibility. Um, you know, I, I, certainly, it is kind of my go-to comfort place. Okay. Um, so I think that's psychologically, I think that's, that's been the thing. It's been my sort of defense mechanism.
0: What do you, what would you say are the biggest triggers for you that make you reach to food? Well, I mean, if I'm,
1: if I'm having a particularly stressful day, um, I come home and I, I've noticed it uh, in myself often that I, I eat more and I, and I go to food as some way of dealing with that stress. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up in a household where, uh, you know, my dad was a drinker and, and an alcoholic, sure. and, and uh, he definitely dealt with his stresses via alcohol. and, and I, I, I'll have a drink now and again, but I mean, I can push alcohol away with no problem. Um, I, I I don't find that I'm addicted to alcohol in the least. Um, but I mean, I definitely do the same thing he was doing with alcohol, but I do it with food. Um, and then, you know, the other thing too is, I mean, I could, I could get more exercise and I could be more regular about my exercise. Um, and that's certainly, you know, I need, I often find I lack motivation to get out and do exercise and to even do it around the house sometimes, you know, do simple
0: things around the house. Like I'd rather sit than you know <laughs> take part in something. Right. So interesting parallel. When you mention your father and his use of alcohol, and then you talk about eating and we, in, in psychobabble, we sometimes talk about these things as obsessive compulsive behaviors, which means we're doing something, but we're doing something to extreme. And usually when we're doing that, we're trying to fill some sort of void that we have in our lives. And it's a way of coping and it, it's something that, um, you know, and I know you said you weren't trying to blame anyone, but at the same time, it's something that is familiar for us. Well, I think some and, of it was learned behavior. Right. Um, and you know,
1: the things I saw my, my, uh, my father doing, you know, and he was a big eater too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my dad actually was about as unhealthy as you can imagine. I mean, if there was an unhealthy thing for him to do, he pretty much did it. You know, he was hard on his body. He was an auto mechanic and sure. he was, uh, you know, he was a, he was a big eater and, you know, he was a big drinker and, and, you know, I mean, he, he, he was a smoker, um, you know, so, I mean, he, he was, he was pretty well, you know, uh, he, he died at 58, unfortunately. Um, so, I mean, you know, he was, he lived kind of a, a rough life health wise. And, uh, you know, a lot of that I think is definitely learned behavior, you know, the way he ate as I got to be into my, you know, grade school years and, and beyond, you know, I would, I would eat the way he ate. You know, like if he ate a whole steak in a sitting, well, then I would do the same. Um, and even though I was young and s- much smaller body wise and didn't need that kind of level of, um, you know, calories, I was still eating like I was an adult male um, when I wasn't. And and I think that carried forward, you know. Um, really? But uh, yeah. but I mean, again, I do put the onus on me. I've I've certainly in in all the years since. I mean, I've I certainly often will. You know, um, I don't know. I I, I eat. More than I probably should, so portion control is something that's an issue, and
0: well oftentimes the relationship with food and what we see modeled for us, you know even though we try to avoid it it's easy to fall into that pattern, and you know what sometimes what we grow up with we become not always but in in some cases when a certain type of behavior is modeled it's easy to to follow that I and mean, that's that's the first exposure we see to how to have that kind of relationship with food and Unfortunately, sometimes, you know, when you talk about times of stress, what do we do in the times of stress? We reach for something that's comfortable for us, something that's familiar for us. Yeah. And it's it's very difficult to kind of break that cycle and break that pattern. Um, You mentioned exercise. Um, What types of exercise have you been attempting to do up to this point? Well what, I, what, I guess better question what, what works for you when
1: I was exercising more
0: frequently than I am now
1: I mean walking was big for me because it was convenient um, more than anything else because I was able to just jump outside and walk around the block and you know that I can walk pretty you know good lengths um, good distances in my own neighborhood um, and plus to me it's low impact mm-hmm. which is for me was important um, and I've recently had a back injury in the last year so I mean some of the heavier, Exercise some of the the more stressing on your body exercise. Um, A, I'm not able to do some of that stuff, and then some of it has been, um, you know, the fact that I I, uh, I I don't often have time to try to go to the gym or things like that. So I I try to do the things that work out scheduling wise for me. Um, so like walking's been big, and and I you know I uh, I often you know do things that are more tasks around the house, but they, they, they are exercise. Um, you know, I mean, do like fixing things around the home and around my property and things like that. Um, you know, those are the things that I've gravitated towards the most. Um, there was a period of time where I, I was going to the gym and I was working out and I was you know lifting weights and I was doing that stuff. And it, that only lasted about a year, admittedly. And,
0: uh, what was that like for you when you were in that group going to the gym for that well, year? It
1: felt different because it was something I hadn't ever done in my life. So initially, it was it was a little novel because it was like, well, hey, I'm a gym guy now. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So I, it felt a little weird because I I never kind of considered myself that sort of person. Now, was um, it
0: intimidating at all when you first started going? It up? was, very much so. Talk, talk more about that. Yeah, I, I mean. And that I, That's one of the biggest barriers I see, and I, I even talk a little bit about that in my book, is people are reluctant to go to the gym, especially when they're in that early phase of making the change and, and getting into shape. Um, cause we go, you know, we go into that gym and we're still learning how to use all of these equipments, you know, all, all the equipment and, and everything. And you got people in there that are chiseled and fit and buff, whatever you want to call it. And we walk in and that can be very intimidating. It was, it was intimidating. I felt like I didn't belong there. Um, because
1: again, most of the people there were in pretty good shape. Um, and I didn't feel as though I was. So it's, it's a little embarrassing, frankly you know, like I was on the treadmill and I was jiggling all over the place (laughs) and you know, I'm running next to this, you know, I remember this one particular incident where I was running next to this woman who was in very, very good shape. Um, and I'm, you know, and and I got winded pretty quickly compared to her. And, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, I had fat jiggling all over the place and yeah, it is, it's, it's very, it's kind of embarrassing and it's intimidating and it, it it definitely kind of works against your motivation to be there because it's, it's like, you know, it, it,
0: but at least you were there.
1: I was. I was. And and the other thing, too, is I think I I honestly found that I'm one of these people that I, I like instant gratification more than I probably should. So I wanted to see results quicker, and I wasn't seeing results gotcha. as quickly as I as I could. And, and so that was a little sort of, you know, I, I felt like demotivated by that.
0: And, that. and that's one of the hardest things, too, is because, you know, we are a quick fix society, and we we do want to see those results really fast. And... Um, but, and when it comes to exercise and nutrition, I mean, we, we can see some results after a fairly short amount of time, but to see the noticeable results that we're really wanting to see that can take sometimes several months. Um, sometimes it can take a couple of years, depending on what we're trying to accomplish. And so it's the, 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 key really so much is just having that consistency and day in and day out. And, and sometimes that's hard to do because we want that reinforcement, like right on the spot. And the key there, I, I, one of the things I talk about as well, um, you know, in my writing was, it's really important to find what's intrinsically motivating for you day to day when it comes to doing those workouts and, um, not just, you know, doing it for your family or doing it for, um, for your health, but sometimes we have what's called non-scale victories where maybe, you know, maybe the scale's not moving very much, but, Perhaps our clothing is fitting differently. Maybe we have more energy. Maybe that time that you're exercising, the endorphins are pumping, and you are feeling less depressed. Yeah, and... I, I experienced
1: that. I, I definitely experienced you know, a, a, a great amount of energy compared to what I normally have. Um, I definitely did feel... Uh, you know, less depressed about my situation, and I think you know being heavy uh, has added to my depression over the years, and then the depression sort of cycles back and adds to the overweight condition because right. it can
0: become a vicious cycle. It is a vicious one, cycle; one feeds into the other.
1: Yeah, so I, I definitely did. I started to feel like a positive uplift. I was on a, I was on a, an upward circle, you know, um, and I, and I, it all did you, start you, to you add. Got to past itself. the
0: apprehension after a while of being there. It did.
1: I mean, the first month of eating differently and and exercising, I mean, that was the hardest. And that, but that felt sort of like a hump that I had to get over. And then like the second month, it felt even better. Um, So it's something I intend to sort of get back on the horse of and, and, and do. Um, And I I need to start to engineer my life around it. But I, I found for me personally, I like, I didn't like to call it what I was doing a diet. um, Because a diet seems temporary. Right. Diets
0: are no good. Yeah.
1: I wanted to be able to find a way of eating better for the rest of my life. Sure. Um, And, and just decide that okay, this is the way I eat now. Um and and I did that for quite a long time. Um and I I mean I lost in over the course of a year I lost about ninety pounds and, and that, wow. was, that was that was a lot. Incredible. Yeah, and it was it, I felt great. I looked good, you know, like I was like taking all these Facebook selfies. Oh you I, know? Reme- <laughs> I, I like, remember I, I look I look good, yeah, you know I remember
0: seeing all the pictures and you know you were shrinking right before our eyes and yeah it felt I, great. I was so excited for you. And yeah. Well and it's something I need
1: to get back to doing. I think with my recent injury um and, and admittedly, I think I've used that as a bit of a crutch. I think I've I've said, well, yeah, I'm injured, so I don't, you know, I, I don't have to move around, you know. Well, yeah, you do. You have to move around, and I, I did some physical therapy, and, and you know, and that physical therapy was painful, but it, it actually it it actually got me uh, more flexible. Um, it gave me a little bit more energy. So the more I'm moving, the better sure. I feel. Um, and like when I get up in the morning, instead of getting up and laying in bed for an extra two hours like I get up and do things, you know, and that, that was something that was different for me too. And like I, at the time I also was having some sleep issues that, that I right. no longer had and I got over that hump. And right. so, I mean, I kind of collectively had this burst and it really, it worked. That's great. Um, and then I kind of fell off the wagon with it a bit. So it's something I need sure. to get back to.
0: And I hear you when you talk about having, you know, using the injury as a crutch, because we all, we've all made excuses at one point or another. I mean, I know, gosh, in my triathlon days when I, I had Workouts that I was supposed to do, I used every excuse in the book. Um, you know, I was in. It was I was injured. It was my plantar fasciitis flaring up. It was you know, I'm a sleep apnea sufferer as well, and so I'm, I'm not sleeping properly. I have no energy. I'm having stomach issues, you know, because I was eating like shit. I was trying to do triathlons, but <laughs> I'm still eating like shit. And you know, you're trying to eat a greasy pizza and then go running. Yeah, of course, it's not going to work very well. No, yeah. And so when we you know, I I was the king of making excuses, and that's that's one of the things on my journey. You know, over the course of 2019, that I have just stopped making the fucking excuses because when you do that, and you're just, I started telling the truth to myself about what was really keeping me from doing things, and it wasn't all those other things keeping me from accomplishing things or doing exercise or following the nutrition. It was. It was me, the only thing that could keep me from doing it was was me, and yeah, I
1: found I was in the course of doing it when I was actually succeeding with it. I felt like, wow, like I started to realize like I've been my biggest obstacle here, and I wanted to you know i personal responsibility in my life as of late has been big, like I try to sure. look at myself and, in a in a more constructive manner, you know, I don't want to say critically, but like I mean there is some i mean not criticism, but you know critically in a positive way, and I try to you know, say, okay, where are ways that I could change and what, what things could I improve upon? How could I get better at doing something? Um, and I, and I say holistically, not just with my health, but like, you know, my relationships, the people in my life, you know, how, how can I, how can I get better at, at, at everything? Um, and just do better, you know, and I think I'm, you know, I'm 44 years old, so I'm in that sort of midlife area of my life and I'm kind of reevaluating and I think half your life is gone and you're saying to yourself, okay, like I, you know, I want to do, I want to change things up, you know, um, maybe have some new adventures and go different right. places and, you know, yes. and I, and I want to have a long life to be able to do all that stuff, yes. you know, I want to travel, want to do all that stuff and, and go with my friends places. And if I'm going to do that, I want, I have to be of good health. Um, you know, and my, my daughter is 16 and, you know, I want to be around for her as long as I possibly can. Um, I want to. To show her the world as much as I can and, and, and help her you know, guide her, you know, into adulthood and beyond and, you know, and, um, spend
0: so much time with her. Um, and you know, if I'm going to do those things, I have to be healthy. Right. And, and you bring to it, this is such a great point that you're bringing up because, you know, I talk about my four major cogs with brain, body bonding, and business, you know, brain of course is your mindset and sometimes includes your faith. Um, body is our physical health. What we're talking about right now, bonding is our relationships. And that's not just romantic relationships, but our relationships with family, with friends and business. And then the, the last one, of course, is business, which is how your production, how you're making money, what you're you know, going out and building. And so everything we do falls into these four major categories and they're like four legs of a table. And when one of those legs, you know, in this case, we're talking about the body leg, if that leg is wobbly, the whole table is wobbly, and if one of those legs breaks, the whole table can come crashing down. Conversely, if you are focusing on your physical health, if your physical health is where it needs to be, everything else, all those other three pillars, if you will, of your life, you know, your business is going to be, if you're in better physical shape, your, your business is going to be better. You're going to have more energy, your mindset, you're going to be thinking more clearly You are going to have better relationships, you know, if we're, you know, to to quote from a a previous podcast, if we are not eating for our own tongue to satisfy our own tongue, but if we are eating to serve others and if, if we're eating not just for that 15, 20 minutes of gratification, but we're eating it in a way that's going to make us feel good later and then we're going to have energy so that we can play with our sons and daughters and we can go out and take them on trips and we can walk and hike and show them the world without getting fatigued or uh, without getting injured easily. And so that, you know, when, when our little boy wants us to play catch, when we come home at night that, you know, we're not too exhausted. We're not falling asleep on the couch and snoring and all of those things come into play. And it, uh, it, it really is crucial, crucial that we focus on our physical health because it makes everything else in our lives better.
1: Yeah. And I'm just trying to do that. I'm trying to look at myself holistically and, and, uh, you know, and, and improve. Um, and I, I mean, I, the, the thing you said to me yesterday, and I mean, you didn't just say it to me, I mean, you said it as part of your morning mindset, but, um, you know, create the life that you don't feel you need to escape from. That's humongous for me, you know? Um, because I, my escapism was either food and sitting in front of the television, you know, which,
0: you know, food is for nutrition, but I mean, honestly, the way I was eating, it was not, (laughs) I I was the same way. And For, for for me, it was food and escaping into my cell phone and my apps and you know, playing stupid games and wasting my time, and um, you know that that was that was my escape. You know, was, yeah. I, for me, it was easy to keep Cheetos in the cupboard and uh, ice cream in the fridge, and you know, I, I felt like my hands were tied to do anything else. Of course, my hands were tied because again, it was my own limiters that I placed on myself. I didn't feel like I had any other options when there really are other options. Yeah,
1: I hear you. I mean, and the, the creative life you don't have to escape from, I mean, you know, often when I get time off from work, you know, and I'm, I'm getting more of that these days, which is nice, um, because I'm working a position that, well, I love what I do, and and which is great. That actually is very positive for me, because I, I do love what I do now, and, you know, I feel like I'm helping a, a lot of people, um, sure. and I'm a recreation therapist, so, um, right. you know, I'm, I'm working with developmentally disabled folks, and... Um, that's, I, I can tell you that, you know, that's very satisfying. So that's, absolutely. You know, that's another part of my life that has kind of come on board in a good way. Absolutely. Um, and that kind of helps me out because I mean, when I come home, I, yeah, I mean, not to say I don't have any stress in my job, but when I come home, like I'm a lot less stressed out than I used to be. Sure. And you know, I'm working less hours overall. Um, I still work full time of course, but you know, I, I used to work three jobs at one point. So, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. And that's made a major difference, um, and and I think now it's like okay, well that part of my life is in line, that leg of my table is in line. Right. Let's work on some of the other legs, you know. And that's kind of where I'm at.
0: Now, as far as that leg of the table, now, I know that's what you're doing nine to five, but I see, that I'm seeing also the great work that you do outside of work as an artist. That's true. Talk yeah. talk to us a little bit about what you do. I, I I'm very familiar with it, but but tell tell everyone else about the work that you do as a photographer and as an artist because yeah. that's, you know, I get the idea you're doing work that you really, really like a lot when it comes to the art. Yeah. I see it in your eyes. You love this shit.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, I, I, I create a lot of digital pieces these days that I get to print on canvas. And like I have, I go through a couple print on demand services and people can put my stuff on canvases or t-shirts or whatever they like. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love that. I love creating things. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, so much of my life for a while there was not, I didn't feel like I was, I felt like I was kind of stagnating. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was creating anything in the right. world. And I thought when the, when I, when I pass away someday, like, what am I going to have
0: as a legacy? And I mean, sure. obviously my daughter would be that a legacy for me, yeah. but, um, such a great point there too. Cause if we're not creating, we're consuming. Yeah. And, yeah, and we need, we need to be creating and building new things and making our own legacy and making our own imprint. Yeah. And um, I can tell you that one, one process for me in the last maybe two years or so, um,
1: I create a piece of art every single day. Now, is this a, you know, is this a Mona Lisa every day? Um, no, but I, I create art every day because it, it makes me feel good. Um, uh, makes me feel good about myself. And if somebody else likes my art, that's a bonus. But frankly, I make art for myself. And if other people want to, you know, share and partake in that art, and they want to have it in their home or what, or on a T-shirt to walk around with, or whatever, sure. on a coffee mug, you know, that's fine. Um, but I mean, and I'm not looking to make a lot of money doing it. But I mean, honestly, it's the, the art is something that is it's therapeutic for me, right?
0: And that's that kind of feeds into the the mindset component. I'm talking about the the brain component of the four major cogs. Is of course art is a great form of expression, and if you have that form of expression, if you have that as an outlet, I think that can really go a long way for you. That's, you know, it's a great form of recreation. And you know, if we if you're doing what you love, I mean, that could, that could spill over into being part of your business. Yeah. And I know it is kind of a business for you on the side. And, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that you can keep, keep building towards because um, you know, I, I know you love that kind of thing and I get the idea if you were doing that kind of work every day. You wouldn't feel too much need to have to avoid it, like you talked about on the morning mindset yesterday.
1: Yeah, no, not at all, and not at all. If I could, if I could be a full time artist, I mean, I'd be very satisfied.
0: Keep working, keep keep, keep building, and uh, because I mean, you do some amazing work, and thank you. Um, you know, it's it might not happen overnight, but you know, we're all. We're all trying to create. Some, well, I shouldn't say we all are, but a lot of us are trying to create something bigger. I'm trying to create something uh, larger myself, and um, if you know, have to stick with it. And you'd be surprised about uh, about what you can what you can create. Thank so, you. I agree. How can everybody find you?
1: Oh, well, I'm, you know, as far as your art,
0: you know, yeah, I don't
1: really, I, don't, I haven't really put it out there yet. I really haven't, uh, I mean, I haven't released it. I've got a couple of things on a couple of websites, but you know, nothing I'm ready to promote just yet, just because, you know, I, I, I would rather like, you know, sort of burst onto the scene with, Hey, look at all this stuff. Um, so it's, it's coming, it's in the works, but, um, it's not, I'm not quite there yet. Nothing I know. Uh, there's no hashtag for me or anything like that at this point,
0: but it's, it's in the works. Okay. Well, when it does come out, folks, I, I'll be one of the first to know, or at least it better be, and uh, <laughs> so I will be making you all very aware of what of what Tracy has to offer, because his art is phenomenal. He's designed the art for, um, for, actually, for this podcast, and also for The Matrix, my online community, and he was able to develop these graphics in such a very short amount of time, and... And they're brilliant, and they were exactly what I wanted. And if you saw some of the photography that he's doing for me this past weekend, um, today, and probably will be doing some even tomorrow, um, the the photography skills are top-notch. And so as an artist, uh, Tracy is really really, uh, killing the game here. So I thank you very much for being on today. I thank you very much for the great work that you've done for the fitness psychologist and for uh, for the Matrix and for what likely is going to be on either the front or back or both covers of the book (laughs) upcoming. And um, it's been such a pleasure to have you here in Florida. Pleasure to have you on today. Folks, uh, once again, if any of this has resonated with you, please go on and leave us a five-star review. It's never too late to get started with new habits. You're not alone. In talking with Tracy today, you'll see that you're not alone. We've all had these barriers that get in the way get in the way of our fitness, whether it's like I said, nutrition or exercise or both. But getting some insight into what happens and what's going on, and figuring out what those barriers are, and figuring out. Uh, alternatives and other ways to fill those voids in our lives i think you'll be surprised at uh, the results that you can get and it can take a little while but it might not take as long as you think so everybody make it a great one take care and as always be good to yourselves